What's going on, everybody? Welcome into Red Zone Radio. I am Robert Wampler. Got a lot of stuff to get to today, but we're going to be doing a full Super Bowl preview breakdown. We're going to be talking about some of the betting lines, what to bet. But, but before we do, let's just take a look at, at who I think is going to win the game outright. Not, not even talking about uh, betting or anything like that. You got the Chiefs and you got the Buccaneers. First of all, whose legacy would be impacted more without a doubt is Patrick Mahomes. Seven rings is impressive, but so is six. Two rings in three years would put him in a category that not many quarterbacks are in. Forget about the timeline. Forget about the fact that he's only 25 years old. Forget about the fact that he's only been in the league for a few years. Two rings, two Super Bowl MVPs most likely if he wins, and a regular season MVP is a discussion that most quarterbacks don't get in, period. Not, let alone, in their first three years in the league. So that's very impressive. But let's go here. I watched Kansas City demolish. The final score was closer than the game really was. If Kansas City had kept their foot on... It, that game had nothing to do with, with all due respect to Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay coming back. That game had everything to do with Tampa Bay laying, with Kansas City laying their foot off the gas. Made dumb mistakes in the red zone. Mistakes that they really didn't have to make. Mahomes made some mistakes. And as much as I would like to credit to Tampa Bay, when you watch that game, you could tell. You could tell it was because Kansas City made those mistakes just because they were sort of filling themselves. Tyreek Hill had over 200 yards in the first quarter. But let's talk about who I think is going to win the game. So you've got Kansas City, Tampa Bay, uh, just a surplus of weapons on both teams, big players on defense. You've got Tyron Matthew on the defensive side, big player on defense for Kansas City. You've got Murphy Bunting, the terrific young corner. You've got Devin White, terrific young linebacker. You've got Jason Pierre-Paul, just great players both sides of the ball, Tyreek Hill. Antonio Brown, Travis Kelsey, Gronk, Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid. Just big time names in the Super Bowl. I will say this. As much as it may look like you may want to lean Tampa Bay here. The game's at home. It's going to be bad weather. Tom Brady's playing his 10th Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes is playing his second. Tampa Bay hasn't been in this situation for a long time. They're hungry for this Super Bowl. A lot of those players are hungry for it. Mike Evans is hungry for it. Scotty Miller is hungry for it. Kansas City just won last year. Not saying they're not hungry, but the first is always different than the second or the third. I would say this. Do not bet against Patrick Mahomes. I'm going to pick Kansas City to win this game. Too much speed on the offense, on the perimeter. I know they have some tackles out, but they can still make plays. Clyde, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is back. You've still got Le'Veon Bell. Still got big-time names that are going to play in this game. As for Tampa Bay, I'm not saying they can't win the game. But I think for them, they are going to need to work the scheme more than Kansas City. What do I mean by that? Everyone knows Tampa Bay is going to have to have a better scheme than Kansas City is to win this game. Because I believe Kansas City is the more talented roster. As As great as Tom Brady's been... Patrick Mahomes is the better quarterback right now. As great and as much as I love Tampa Bay's receiving core, I don't think it's really that big of an argument. Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, I think Gronk, 
as much as I like him, he's not prime Gronk anymore, and it's crazy because they're the same age, but he took a lot of hits. I think Sammy Watkins, McCole Hardman, running backs, I think they I think they favor the Chiefs. Not heavily, but they do favor the Chiefs. Defense, yeah, Tampa Bay's defense is better, but and I know they've got together, but I just don't see them beating the Kansas City Chiefs and stopping that offense. Now, here's what I do think they will do. If you watch the tape of last game, they try to play press man. They essentially said, we are not going to change our defensive scheme for Kansas City, and that was obviously a mistake. They try to play press man versus those speedy receivers, and you can't do it. They try to blitz Patrick Holmes. You can't leave the you can't leave your corners and your safeties on an island versus those speedy receivers. You just cannot do it. I think what they're gonna try to do this year, Darvis gets tried to execute it. But if you watch the College Football National Championship, you saw Ohio State did this. They played really conservative, and where they tried to make their stops was in the red zone. Because even though as of late Kansas City's had a really good red zone offense prior. Regular season, even even in the first even in the first uh, round, divisional round that they played in, they were not great in the red zone, especially in the regular season. One of the worst red zone offenses. Why? Because outside of Travis Kelsey, they don't have a whole lot of size or speedy receiver. Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins, as good as they are, they're not as helpful in the red zone. I think Tampa Bay is going to have to try to get back to that. Even though they destroyed B- B- the Buffalo Bills in the red zone, I think you're going to have to play conservative and get them in the red zone. All of a sudden, the windows get tighter. All of a sudden, you can start playing man-to-man again. You can get back in your own defense, and you can try to hold them to field goals. I think that's what they're going to have to try to do. Uh, as for as for the Chiefs' game plan, I think as much as they like to sort of feel the other opponent out, you know, um, other than that Tampa Bay game, they sort of like to feel the opponent out, and they will let teams get lead on them. 24 nothing last year versus the Texans. Uh 17-0 versus the Titans. This year, they fell 9 nothing down to the Bills. No panic, and I don't think they'll panic this time either if they do fall behind. However, if I, I'm not saying they try to start slow, but I would try my best to keep up with Tom Brady because you don't want him getting a lead on you either. He knows how to manage the game. He knows how to play the game. I think it's going to be a great game, but I'm going to pick the Chiefs. Now, as for betting odds, right now, as of Friday night, I don't think it will really change. Uh, Tampa Bay is, is uh, or I should say Kansas City is favored to win by three and a half. So if you take Kansas City, you gotta you got to subtract three and a half points. Or you can take Tampa Bay in the points. I would take Kansas City here. And I know, because here's my thing with this game. I think Kansas City is going to win. And if Kansas City is going to, and if Kansas City does win, I'm not really so concerned about how much they'll win by. I think they'll win by over three and a half if they do win. So if you're a fan right now and you and you're thinking red wide, I know Kansas City or I think Kansas City is gonna win. I just don't know if they win by three and a half. I would make that bet. I would bet the three and a half because I think if they do win, they're gonna win by at least three and a half. As for the Bucks, I think if they win, it's gonna have to come late. I think they're gonna have to make they're gonna have to sort of have the ball last, score a last second field goal if they win. If I'm if I'm Chiefs, I think you I think they're gonna have no problem scoring touchdowns, and I would take the three and a half. As good as I think everyone is on the Buccaneers, and as great as Super Bowl this is, Mahomes and Brady, or is, yeah, Mahomes and Brady, Andy Reid, they were in the situation last year. I think they're gonna run it back, back to back championships, and this will put Patrick Mahomes in a whole new status, another Super Bowl, most likely if they win a Super Bowl MVP. It's insane. All right, so uh, lastly, 
I just want to get to. So, first of all, the Dolphins, um, a lot of people, I, I talked about it er- earlier this week, but I didn't really elaborate a whole lot on Tua. Uh, the Dolphins, not the Dolphins specifically, but Tua has asked, look, do you think your job is safe? And he said, well, as of right now, I would say yes. Okay, if you watch the interview on Good Morning Football, there was not a whole lot of confidence in his voice. Whereas, like, obviously, if you ask Kyler Murray, Patrick Mahomes, uh, I would say Josh Allen, uh, I would even say, I would even say, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers, because for Aaron, it's more up to him whether he comes back. I don't think Green Bay is going to get rid of him. But I think if you ask them, do you think you're the franchise quarterback for this team, they would say, Yes. I mean, they would not hesitate. Tua hesitated. Now, I know there's rumors about Deshaun Watson out there, but is there a chance maybe he was told something in the office? Maybe he was told something from management. Because here's the thing. All I know is there have been big quarterbacks, and yeah, this is sort of once, this is sort of, I, I don't think this is once in a lifetime, but this is rare to see a quarterback like this, of this talent, this caliber, begin the market. But let me say this, though. Typically, even if they're on the market, I don't think if you're not told anything from your management, I don't think I don't think you're thinking your job is at risk. Sure, you know, there's a possibility, but I don't think you answer the question like that. Now, this is me elaborating. I don't really know what's going to happen with Miami. Obviously, I'm not there. I'm not too. I don't know what he's been told. I don't know if he's been told everything. But all I'm saying is it makes a little too much sense that when you're asked Daring Deshaun Watson trade rumors. If you're going to be the franchise quarterback, can you kind of say, uh, I would say, yeah. Not a whole lot of confidence. Now, isn't it funny, though, how five years ago, if Tua was coming back, we would have crowned him the best rookie of the year. Do you know what has happened in the past five years with the NFL? We have sort of nullified wins. They are important still, yes. But we have sort of realized, look, it's not all the quarterback. And in many cases, the talent around can make the quarterback look a lot better or a lot worse than he really is. And that's why we started going to something that, whether for better or worse, we not just us as fans, scouts and GMs and coaches went to something. The eye test. The college football playoff committee uses it. It drives a lot of people crazy. It drives Urban Meyer out of his mind. He hates it. But it's true. A lot of people, not just the playoff committee, have gone to the eye test. And you may say, well, why? Because, look, Tua, and I've been a Tua supporter, and I still am. I think he would make a good franchise quarterback. But watch his tape. He doesn't have the arm of Mahomes. He doesn't have the mobility of Kyler Murray. He doesn't have the accuracy. He's he's not bad, but he doesn't have the accuracy of Drew Brees. He doesn't have the height of Ben Roethlisberger. Nothing about him is really elite. I'm not saying you can't win with him, but nothing about him is truly elite. And I think the Dolphins are kind of noticing this because most teams rebuild one of two ways. You either get a quarterback like Tua and Baker, and you build around him and you try to make it good for him, or you get a star quarterback, and then you kind of let the and then you kind of you know. But the team, and then you sort of just get your needs. If you have a quarterback like Tua Baker, your needs automatically shift to offensive line, weapons, good running game. And then you work on the defense. 
Whereas if you have a quarterback like Mahomes, you're like, okay, he can make our offense special. Yeah, we want to get him weapons. Let's let's get Tyron Matthew in the offseason. You have a quarterback like Russell Wilson. Let, let's get Jamal Adams in the offseason. He can he can he can carry our offense for a little bit. We can get weapons, but let's get let's get Tyron let's get Jamal Adams in the offseason. Tyron Matthew in the offseason. And when you have a quarterback like Tua Baker, as much as I think they can be franchise quarterbacks, and they are as of today, you need to build the offense around him. Build build the offensive line. Build the weapons. And you need to do that fast to see them have success. And that is why the eye test is so important. Joe Burrow, and and I was and I and I wasn't as high on Joe on Joe Burrow as many people were coming out of draft. But Joe Burrow, the eye test, he passed it. Justin Herbert passed the eye test with flying colors. Big R, mobile. And you might say, well, I don't like the eye test. Wins matter. Well, why wins do matter, football is more of a team game. It's not basketball where where one player can show you success on his own with nothing around him. It's football. And as 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 much as wins are important and stats are important, and Tua, by the way, had the most wins out of any rookie, I think most people would say out of the top three quarterbacks taken, he was number three. And that is why the eye test is so important now. Also, there's another thing to think about with the eye test. Uh, these programs, these franchises are trying to sell tickets. What's funner to watch? Nothing against Tua. Tua and Baker or Patrick Mahomes and those weapons and that arm or Russell Wilson and that arm or Kyler Murray and that mobility or Lamar Jackson and that mobility. The eye test, they passed and they sell more tickets. All right, and last thing here. So, uh, you know, Brett Favre used to play in the league. He gets the league. But he uh, commented on Deshaun Watson. A lot of people disagree with him. Uh, he said, essentially, look, I think he gets paid too much money. He's got to let the chips fall where they may. Uh, we get paid they get paid, We get paid way too much money to voice an opinion. Now, I do think that was sort of taken out of context. And I do think that he did not mean anything, um, you know, about when he says voice an opinion, I think he's saying, about where you can go. And I think while a lot of people sort of, that sort of rubbed them the wrong way, and as much as I, and while I may disagree with him, I understand what he's saying. And this is what a lot of people do. We're looking at this from the outside, so it's easy to criticize. Look, he signed a contract. He signed a contract. No one forced him to sign a contract, so he should, so he should validate the contract. Totally understandable. It's a fair argument. With that being said, if we were in Deshaun Watson's shoes and we knew we had the talent to win a Super Bowl and we knew our franchise wasn't giving us anything, I think we would all be hypocrites and we would do the same thing. Or a lot of us would. I'm not saying all, but a lot of us would. Because as much as as much as much it makes sense that he should honor it, it also makes sense that he should request a trade. So do I disagree with what Brett Favre said? Yes. But do I understand what he's saying? Yes. All right, well, that's going to wrap it up for Red Zone Radio. Enjoy your Super Bowl weekend. I'll be back next week to not only recap uh, to not only recap the Super Bowl, we'll revisit some of my preseason predictions, talk about some big offseason needs for the teams, and uh, we'll talk about the Super Bowl winner and what this means for them. Will it be Mahomes? Will it be Brady? My pick is Mahomes and uh, the Chiefs. But we'll see. Have a great day, everyone. God bless, and I'll see you next time on Red Zone Radio.